Chapter 2 A sure way to making enemies and how to avoid it When Theodore Roosevelt was in the White House he confessed that if he could be right 70% of the time he would reach the highest measure of his expectation if that was the highest rating that one of the most dig- uh, distinguished men of the 20th century could hope to obtain what about you and me if you can be sure of being right only 55% of the time you can go down to wall street and make a million dollar a day if you can't be sure of being even 50% right of the all the time why should you tell others people they are wrong you can tell people they are wrong by a look or an intonation or gesture just by eloquently as you can in words and if you tell them they are wrong do you make them want to agree with you never for you have struck a direct blow at their intelligence judgment pride and self respect that will make them want to strike back but it will never make them want to change their mind you may then hurl at them all the logic of a plato or a immanuel kant but you will never alter dear opponent for you have hurt their feelings never being by annoying i am going to prove so and so to you that's bad that's tantanium to say i am smarter than you are i am going to tell you a thing or two or make you change your mind that is a challenge it arouses opposition and makes the listener want to battle with you before you even start it is difficult under even the most beginning condition to change people's mind so why make it harder why handicap yourself if you are going to prove anything you don't let anybody know it do it so subtly so adroitly that no one will feel that you are doing it this was expressed succinctly by alexander pope men must be taught as if you are taught them to and think unknown proposed as think forgot over 300 years ago galileo said you cannot teach a man anything you can only help him to find it within himself be wiser than other people if you can but do not tell them so scotted said repeatedly to his followers in athens only think only i know and that is that i know nothing well i can't hope to be any smarter than scotred so i have quite telling people they are wrong and i find that it pays if a person makes a statement that you think is wrong yes even that you are wrong isn't it better to begin by saying well now look i thought otherwise 
but i may be wrong frequently uh, i am and if i am wrong i want to be put right let's examine their fact there is magic positive magic in such phrases as i may be wrong i frequently am let's examine the fact nobody in the heavens above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth will ever object to say you i may be wrong let's examine the fact one of our class member who used to approach in dealing with customer was horrend rinick a dodge dealer in beginning he reported that because of the pressure of the automobile business he was often hard boiled and colious when dealing with customers complaints this caused glare temper loss of business and general unpleasantness he told his class recognition that this was getting me now here fast i tried a new tack i would say something like this our dealership had made so many mistakes that i am frequently ashamed we may have or in your case tell me about it this approach become a quite dry dry missing and by the time the customer releases his feeling he is usually much more reasonable when he come to settling the matter in fact several customer have thanked me for having such an understanding attitude and two of them have been brought in france to buy new cars in this highly competitive market we need more of this type of customer and i believe that showing respect for all customer opinion and treating them diplomatically and courteously will help beat the competition you will never get into trouble by admitting that you may be wrong that will stop all argument and inspire you opponent to be just as fair and open the world minded as you are it will make him more want to admit that he too may be wrong if you know positively that a person is wrong and you bluntly tell him or her so what happened let me illustrate a young new york uh, attorney was argued a rather important case before the united states supreme court the case involved a considerable sum of money and an important important question of law during the argument one of the supreme court justice said to him the statute of limitation is admirably law is 6 years isn't it not mr s stopped started as a justice for a moment and then said brilliantly your honor there is no statute of limitation in admirably a hush fell on the court as he related his experience to one of the other's classes and temperature in the room seemed to drop to zero i was right justice was wrong and i had told him so but did that make him friendly no i still believed that i had the law on my side 
and I know that I spoke better than I ever spoke before. But I didn't pursue it. I made the enormous blunder of telling a very learned and famous man that he was wrong. Few people are logical. Most of us are predictable and based most of us are blind preconceived nations with jealousy, suspicion, fear, envy and pride. And most citizens won't want to change their mind about their religion or their haircut or communism or their favorite movie star. So, if you are inclined to tell people they are wrong, please read the following paragraph every morning before breakfast. It is from James Harry Robinson, Enlightenment book, The Mind in the Making. We sometimes find ourselves changing our mind without any resistance or heavy emotion. But if we are told we are wrong, we resent the imputation and harden our heart. We are incredibly helpless in the formation of our beliefs, but find ourselves filled with the elected passion for them when anyone proposes to rob us of their companionship. It is obviously not the idea themselves that are dear to us, but our self-esteem which is threatened, the little word, my, is the most important one in the human effort, the proper to recon with it is beginning of the wisdom. It has the same force whether it is my dinner, my dog, and my house, or my father, my country, my God. We not only resent the imputation that our watch is wrong or our car shabby, but that our conception of the canal of Mars, of the pronunciation of Epictetus, of medicinal value of Selicin or the date of Sargon 1 is subject to revision. We like to continue to believe what we have been accustomed to accept a truth and resentment arouses when doubt is cast upon any of our assumption lets us to seek every manner of excuse for clinging to it. The result is the most of our so-called reasoning consists in finding arguments for growing on belief as we already do. Karl Rover, the eminent psychologist, wrote in his book on becoming a person. I found it on enormous value when I can permit myself to understand the other person. The way in which I have worded this statement may seem straight to you. Is it necessary to permit oneself to understand another? I think it is. My first reaction to most of the statement is an evaluation or judgment rather than an understanding of it. When someone expresses some feeling, attitude or belief, your tendency is almost immediately to feel that's right or that's stupid, that's anormal, that's unreasonable, that's incorrect, that's not nice, 
very rarely do we permit ourselves to understand preciously what the meaning of the statement is to the other person. I once employed an interior decorator to make some deparities for my home. When the bill arrived, I was dismayed. A few days later, a friend dropped me and looked at the disparities the price was mentioned. She exclaimed with a note of trump. What? That's awful. I'm afraid he put one over on you. True. Yes, she had told the truth. But few people like to listen to truth that reflects on the judgment. So, being human, I try to defend myself. I pointed out that the best is eventually the cheapest. That one can't expect to get quality and artistic taste at bargain basement price. And so on and on. The next day, another friend dropped me, admired the draperies, bubbled over the enthusiasm and expressed a wish that she could afford such exotic creation for her home. My reaction was totally different. Well, to tell the truth, I said, I can't afford them myself. I paid too much and sorry, I ordered them. When we are wrong, we may admit it to ourselves. And if we are handled gently and tactfully, we may admit it to others and even take pride of the our frankness and bold misdendance. But not if someone else is trying to ram the unplatable fact down our esophagus. Horace Greeley, the most famous editor in the America during the time of the Civil War, disagreed violently with Lincoln's policies. He believed that he could drive Lincoln's into agreeing with him by a campaign of argument. Ridicule, ab- abuse, he waged this bitter campaign month after month, year after year. In fact, he wrote a brutal, bitter attack on President Lincoln the night both shocked him. But did all this bitterness make Lincoln agree with Greeley? Not at all. Ridicule and abuse never do. If you want some excellent suggestions about dealing with people and managing yourself and improving your personality, read Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, one of the most fascinating life stories ever written, one of the classics of American literature. Ben Franklin tells how he conquered the inequate habits of argument and transformed himself into one of the most able, swift, and diplomatic men in the American history. One day, when Ben Franklin was a blundering youth, an old quadcore friend took him aside and lashed him with a few sitting truths, sometime like this. Ben, you are impossible. Her opinion was slept in them for everyone who differ with you. They have become so offensive that nobody cares of them. Your friend find they enjoy themselves better when 
you are not around you know so much that no man can tell you anything indeed no man is going to try for the effort would lead only the discomfort and hard work so you are not likely likely ever to know any more than you do not which is very little one of the finest thing i know about ben franklin is the way he accept the smarting rebuke he was big enough and wise enough to realize that it was true to sense that he was headed for failure and social disaster so he made a right about face he began immediately to change his innocent opinionated way i made it a rule to forbear all direct contradiction to the sentiments of others and all positive assertion of in the language that imported a fixed opinion such as certainly undoubtedly etc and i adopted instead of them i convinced i apparent or i imagine a thing is to be so or so or it so appeared to me at the present when another assert something that i thought and ever i dining myself the pleasure of contradicting him abruptly and of showing immediately some absurdity in his proposition and in answering i began by observing that in certain cases or circumstances his opinion would be right but in the present case they appeared or seem do me some difference etc i soon found the advantage of this change in my manner the conversation i engaged in went on more pleasantly the modest way in which i proposed my opinion procured them a readier reception and less contradiction i had less mortification when i was found to be in the wrong and i more easily prevailed with other to give up their mistake and join with me when i happened to be in the right and this mode which i at first put on with some violence to natural inclination became at length so easy and so habitual to me that perhaps for these 50 years past no one had ever heard a dignomatical expression escape me and to this habit i think it the principally owing that i had earned so much weight with my fellow citizens when i proposed new institution of alteration in the old and so much influence in public council when i become a member for i was just a bad speaker never elected subject to much hesitation in my choice of words hardly correct in language and yet i generally carried my point how do ben franklin matter works in business let's take two examples 
Kathen a a kingdom mountain north colonia is the industrial engineer supervisor for the yarn processing plant she told one of her classes how she handled a sensitive problem before and after taking a training parts of my responsibility deals with setting up the maintaining incentive system and standard for our operator so they can make more money by producing more yarn the system we were using had worked fine when we had only two or three different types of yarn but recently we had expanded our inventory and capability to enable us to run more than 12 different varieties the present system was no longer adequate to pay the operator fairly for the work being performed and gave them an incentive to increase production i had work of a new system which would enable us to pay the operator by the class of yam she was running at any of one particular time with my new system in hand i entered the meeting determined to prove to management that my system was the right approach i told them in detail how they were wrong and showed where they were being unfair and how i had all the answer they needed to see the list i failed miserably i had become so busy defending my poison on the new system that i had left them no opening to graciously admit their problems on the old one the issue was that after several sessions of this course i realized that too well where i had made my mistake i called another meeting and this time i asked where they felt their problems were we discussed each points and i asked them their opinion on which was the best way to proceed with a few look eed suggestions at proper interval i let them develop my system themselves at the end of the meeting when i actually presented my system they enthusiastically accepted it i am convinced now that nothing good is accomplished and a lot of damage can be done if you tell a person straight out that he or she is wrong you only succeed in stripping that person of self dignity and making yourself unwelcome part of any decision let's take another example and remember this case i am citizen and typically of the experience of thousands of the people rv crowley was a salesman for a lumber company in new york crowley admitted that he had been telling hard boiled lumber inspectors for years that they were wrong and he had won the argument too but he hadn't done any good for these lumber inspectors are like baseball empire once they make a decision they never change it mr crowley saw that his firm was losing thousands of dear dollar through the argument he won so while taking my code he resolved to change tactics and abandon argument with what result here is the story as he told it to the fellow member of his class one morning the phone rang 
in my office a hot and bothered person at the other and proceeded to inform me that a car of lumber he we had shipped into his plant was entirely unsatisfactory his firm had stopped unloaded and requested that we make immediate arrangement to remove the stock from their yard after about 1/4 of the car had been unloaded their lumber inspector reported that the lumber was running 55% below grade under the circumstance they refused to accept it i immediately started for his plant and on the way turned over in my mind the best way to handle the situation ordinary under the such circumstances i should have quoted grading rules and tried as a result of my own experience and knowledge as a lumber inspector to convince the other inspector that the lumber was actually up to grade and that he was misinterpreting the rules in his inspection how i thought i would apply the principle learned in this training when i arrived at the plant i found the purchasing agent and the lumber inspector in a wigged humor both set of argument and a fight we walked out to the car that was being unloaded and i requested that they continue to unload so that i could see how things were going i asked the inspector to go right ahead and lay out the rejects as he had been doing and to put the good pieces in the another field after watching him for a while it began to dawn on me that his inspection actually was much too strict and that was he was misinterpreting the rule this particularly lumber was white prime and i knew the inspector was thoroughly schooled in hard wood but not a contempt experienced inspector on the white pine white pine happened to me my own strong suit but i didn't offer any objection to the way he was grading the lumber none whatever i kept on watching and gradually began to ask question as to why certain pieces were not satisfactory i didn't for one instant insist that the inspector was wrong I emphasized that my only reason for asking was in order we could give him from exactly what they wanted in future shipments by asking questions in a very friendly cooperative spirit and insisting continually that they were right in laying out boots not satisfactory and their purpose i got him warmed up and strained relations between us began to thaw and melt away and occasional carefully put remark on my part gave birth to the idea in his mind that possibly some of these rejected pieces were actually within the grade that they had bought and had their requirement demanded a more expensive grade i was very careful however not to let him think i was wrong i was making a issue to this point 
Gradually, his whole attitude changed. He finally admitted to me that he was not experienced on white mine and began to ask me question about each piece as it came out to the car. I would explain why such a piece came within the grade specified, but keep kept on insisting that he did not want him to take it if it was unsuitable for the purpose. He finally got to the point where he felt guilty every time he puts a piece in the rejected pile, and at the last he saw that the mistake was on their part for not having specified as good a grade as they needed. The ultimate outcome was that he went through the entire car load again after I left, accepted the whole lot, and we received a check in full. In that one instant alone, a little tact and the determination to refrain from telling the other man he was wrong saved my company a sustainable amount of cash and it would be hard to place a money value on the good will that save me. Principle 2 of this chapter is Show respect for the other person's opinion. Never say you are wrong. The third chapter is If you are wrong, admit it. This we will do in our next podcast.